All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Good morning, everybody. It's that uh, wonderful time of year, boys. Uh, joined by Jason York and uh, Bobby Ryan. Combined 27 years of NHL experience. Uh, it's the start of a new season as the... Well, there's three teams in action today. Um, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good morning. Early, but we're here. <laughs> I feel like we just it's said a, this yesterday. It sounds <laughs> like you're you're protesting this show already. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. Uh, okay, it does kind of so, feel like that. I feel like we just got off the air, doesn't it, Bob? We're right it, back on it. That's how much bit, you yeah. guys love working with me. I get it. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as always, this show presented by Botano. Go to botano.ca. Uh, as always, we are going to shortly be joined by Jamie McLennan, who uh, oh, has 11 years of NHL experience. So you guys are going to talk about opening nights and what it's like, if you will. Um, mm. Plus, we'll get Jamie's thoughts on the upcoming season with the Ottawa Senators, how Tim Stutzler will score 200 points, and how the Sens will win the Stanley Cup. It's that simple. Uh, fair enough? Fair yeah. enough. You still sticking with the Leafs to the finals, Bob? Oh, so, Bobby. No, I got a text. I, got, from, I did get a text. How's that timeline? <laughs> did, what did, did the get, zingle say? It's actually pretty good. He goes, Are you back on the sauce? Who picked this pot? Who picked this final? Uh, <laughs> we went back and forth a little bit. He said I was an idiot. And then he said, New Jersey Devils and um, LA. Oh, wow. LA, New Jersey. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. That so, that yeah. Arizona Heat's getting to him. That's what I said. I was like, you need who are you trying to get signed by right now? LA or New Jersey? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, yeah. Uh, oh. uh, interesting okay but you got a lot like i still got emails last night uh comments in the show people are angry with you i don't care (laughs) (laughs) let's see uh maybe uh (laughs) jamie mcclennan will have something to say about the leafs being in the cup final as we welcome in tsn analyst former nhl player uh and one of the good guys in the nhl and all around people jamie mcclennan noodles welcome to the show how you doing, guys? What's yeah. shaking today? Noodles. Just, well, let's just, let, you know what, Noodles? I'm just going to start with you. Uh, Bobby yesterday picked a Toronto-Dallas final, and you can imagine being in Ottawa and playing for the Sens, he is being vastly ridiculed. <laughs> you know what? It's, not, it's, it's hate speech at this point for him picking the Leafs in the final. Would you put Toronto in the final? Uh, no, because I live here and I just, I see everything every day. So <laughs> I think they're a really good team. Um, but I think they're one of eight, one of nine that you're looking at. Like I, I was listening to you guys before I came on, you know, Bobby got the text from a buddy saying, you know, back of the sauce, blah, blah, blah. But like LA is, uh, LA could be a really good team. Like I, I, I think my only thing out West is 97 and 29 look pissed and and like i i remember nathan mckinnon uh at his comments after he lost in the playoffs i think they were in the finals or semifinals where he was like i've been in this league nine years and i haven't accomplished you know what and that resonated with me because I was like, these guys and Bobby, you guys know you've been, you know, Yorkie, you guys have been around. Well, you guys have been around high end athletes your whole life. You guys were one. Um, some of these guys are just, they're possessed. Like, and, and I just look at 97 and I think he's on a mission and I don't know if it's this year, but they've got a really good team there. I, I know they're D probably, could use another another player. I like Ekholm. Hopefully he's healthy. Seems like he's nicked up right now. But I think Edmonton could be the team out of the West. But I, I like LA. I think Dallas is a sleeper. Like there's some really cool – Colorado, like why are you going to sleep on them too? Because if they get a little bit of health, I just don't know if Johansson is the, the fit. Like I think he needs to get step up his game, but he's a hell of a player. But there's – like I say, I, I can name a four or five pack out, out West and then out East – like Carolina, like I, they could be the most underrated top tier team every year. Uh, Jersey. I think Jack Hughes, I've been saying this for two weeks now. It, it, it resonated with what Gretzky said on the panel last year, where he said he thinks Jack Hughes has a chance to be the best player in the league and to challenge McDavid. And it like stuck with me. And then I started watching Jersey a bunch and I I said, I think Jack Hughes is going to be a top five player in the world this year. So what does that push Jersey into? And yes, the Leafs, the Leafs are the Leafs. They're regular season heroes, man. They, they win the regular season. They win every press conference. They win every, you know, PR thing. They just, they win, man. That's they, for six months around here, they win every day. And then when the pressure ramps up and the squeeze is on, um, they start to realize like, Oh, geez, other teams can be good in this league too. You know, like it's not just them. So, um, 
you know, I, I, I could in there in a bizarre world, could I see Toronto Edmonton in the final? I mean, maybe, uh, could I see Jersey Edmonton? Could I see Jersey combination? But I, I think there's four a four or five pack on each side that could le- legitimately do some damage. And, you know, that's, that's kind of, so I'm not committing to the Leafs. No, I just, I think they're one of four or five out East and I just, something always there, you know, something always in the saying around here is, you know, it went leafy, you know, something always goes leafy and I don't know what that is, but it just, oh. it seems to happen. So Bobby, I love the setup. I, I swear to God, we got the same designer. I mean, yeah, it Just looked to... exactly the same. <laughs> I started taking, I'm moving. So I'm, I got, I got certain ones coming down, but uh, yeah, I, I was one of the first things I thought about. It was like, did he, is he trying to buy my place? Mm. Well, no, the thing is, is mine is a setup in a trailer. Yours is probably some $10 million house somewhere down the road because no. uh, a lot different. You're, you're, on, the, you're on the set. You're on the set. Hey, yeah. so, it's a gated community. Yeah. Double gated. Bobby's oh. double gated. If you, if you sneak through the first one, they're getting you at the second one. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Noodles, I if, I read, if I read between the lines here, because everybody says you and I sound the same when when we when I used to do television, it's weird. I I agree I with that too. And now you got the same setup as Bobby. If I read between the lines, you're picking an Edmonton Carolina final. If you had to be put to the test here, right sorry, now, sorry. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, right now, I I just think Carolina. Like if Tony D'Angelo is your number six defenseman, yeah. God, they're like yeah. they're deep. Yeah. Like they're really deep and just quietly. Again, like Kotkaniemi, like there's there's some guys, there's some question marks because you know as you know in this 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 game, it, you know your your team is driven by the high end talent. But then I look at at Vegas and how balanced they were. Yes, you know mm-hmm. Eichel I think is superstar uh, caliber, but Marshall is just a damn good player. You know I I think Stone is a hell of a player. I I, I put him on the cusp of superstar because I just. I take that guy on my team every day of the week, mm-hmm. but you look at the balance and you even talk to, you know, teams throughout the league. They're like that third and fourth line won them the cup because, you know, if, if you look at it, Edmonton, you know, they went six games and they pressed them. Edmonton couldn't get a save at the right time. And their defensive structure broke down really like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the hat trick by Marcia. So in the second period, I think it was game five. I think mm-hmm. it just, it decimated them. So they couldn't get back. They couldn't handle that. But it's I look at the depth of Vegas and then I look at the depth of Carolina and they kind of mirror each other. It's not it's not sexy, but man, is it good? Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I don't like Edmonton's goaltending. I don't want to spend all this time on it, but I, yeah, I just yeah. they don't do it for me. Right. Well, Skinner's 24 years old and he's still learning. I don't see him as a Demko, as a Markstrom, as a Vasilevsky, as, you know, a Hellebuck, you know, one of the eight top goaltenders in the world. But now you come back to the argument, if you're good enough, you know, God love Aiden Hill. He was their fifth on the depth chart. If, if you put Quickie above on merit and, mm-hmm. yeah. and Vegas won the Stanley Cup with a guy who played really well at the right time. And I've been saying this too. Jack Campbell might revert back to the Jack Campbell we saw in Toronto being yeah. a good goaltender on a good team. So it might, in the end, all you need is somebody to make a save. But you're right. Like trust, trust isn't there unless you've seen the guy do it. And, you know, right now your last image is of Stuart Skinner just going down, getting beat over the shoulders and yeah. not looking super sharp. So I don't disagree with that. Until they go earn it, then we're always going to question it. 
Fair enough. Uh, yeah. But since we're on the topic of playoffs, I want to ask you if uh, you could give us your standings in the Atlantic Division, which is uh, a hotbed topic because it seems tough. So who are you picking, if you can, one to eight? One to eight. All right. Let me see. Okay, let's do eight is Montreal. But I, you know, I think Montreal gets better this year. Like I, if you look at it just, you know, based on they, them being one of the most injured teams last year. So if a guy had a hangnail, they just shut him down for the year. That's just really what it was. <laughs> like, that's just because that's what they were trying to do. They were going for Bedard. So it was like, okay, you're playing well, you phantom injury, get the hell out of here type of thing. And so everyone's picking the Leafs. I don't disagree, but I think the Leafs take a step back from the 111 points they got. I sure. think I think they get about 105 points, not because the team is any less or different, but the teams around them got better. Ottawa's better, Buffalo's better, Detroit's better. Um, you know, everyone's saying, okay, Tampa is going to take a step back because of Vasilevsky. And then I checked and I'm like, don't they have four Hall of Famers like just playing in front of like, like Kucherov, yeah, Hedman, Point, Stamkos, like that's a hell of a team. They, you know? Yeah, so but they don't have I, any goals. Right. But, you know, you all of a sudden Ilya Samsonov went from dodge, playing dodgeball in Washington to <laughs> having what, 30 <laughs> wins last year. Uh, like, yeah. You know, so uh, how about a how about a just give you give me stable goaltending on a really good team, and keep in mind, Tampa. Every time they faced adversity, they they know how to play. So it's like, okay, we're not going to be able to play free willing because we don't have a freak in net like the you know Vasilevsky who makes eight good saves before we even get settled into the game. Yeah. So Tampa, and, and I'm not sleeping on John Cooper. Guy's a hell of a coach. Like yeah. he's not just going to let this team go. Oh, we don't have Vasilevsky. We're going to not win a game for two months. So, okay, give me give me the standings again. Back. Sorry, I, I uh, <laughs> been, I'm rambling here. Um, okay, so I will give I, I'll I'll give the Leafs one, but it's a reluctant because I think they take a step back with points. But I think yep. the Leafs. Um, I have the Sens at four. So I, I I think again it's the same thing with Boston. Yes, you're missing. Bergeron, you're missing Krejci, but you know, Allmark, that D is still solid. Like, I just, I, I like that team, and I just, I feel like they're not going to like, they're not just going to crash and burn because, okay, our our fearless leader is gone. They didn't crash and burn when Chara left. They found a way to adapt. Same thing. Like, they're going to adapt, and Pasternak's like one of the best players on the planet. So, I'll go Toronto, Boston. Um, I will give Tampa love, and I'll go Ottawa, Buffalo, Detroit, Oh, no, sort of. Toronto, Boston, Tampa, Ottawa, Florida, Buffalo, Detroit, Montreal. Even though I think Detroit probably gets, you know, some love. But I yeah. I think they're a little bit behind Buffalo and um, and Ottawa in their progression. I love it. Panthers, Panthers noodles. How come you got the Panthers out? I had the note, too, by the way. What's your rationale on that one? It just, they had a crappy regular season, but you're missing two defensemen for a while there. And I, I don't mm -hmm. think, I think that's a real drop off. Like I, I not, and listen, I can make the same rationale. This team knows how to win. Matthew Kachuk's a, a rock star, but Bobrovsky and Knight, like Bobrovsky, God, you know, he was lightning, uh, lightning in a, 
a bottle for about four weeks. But before that, it was Alex Lyon Mm -hmm. that had him wearing a ball cap. So, you know, it just, I I still think there's some holes there. Um, That's why I just, and usually teams that go to the cup final, like, I don't know if they follow it up with like this, you know, amazing start. Usually it's like that hangover, like, God, we didn't train in the summer. You know, we, we've had a, a kind of a short off season. So I just look at a step back for them, but you know, arguments can be made that, you know, they hit the ground, ground running because they know how to play at that high level. And you ask players like, I, you know, the kid I love, there's that Lundell kid. Like yeah. I watched, I watched he him play well. the other night. I watched him play live in wherever it was the other day, Sydney, Sydney. Sydney. And he's a player, like a, he's a player, player. And you get Barkoff and Lundell, like, you know, I don't think they're going to be, I really, I, I'm always committing to um, five guys from the Atlantic, five teams from the Atlantic. I just, I feel like the Atlantic's that strong. So I'm, I'm always committing to five from there and three from the Metro. That's just wow. the way I see it. Couldn't be more wrong. Okay, so um, <laughs> before we uh, get into the sends, guys, I have a question uh, of all of you who have played the National Hockey League. You've seen Stanley Cup rings. So, by the way, last night, good to see Stoner and Eichel on Monday Night Football with the Vegas Golden Knights and the Stanley Cup. Um, tonight, uh, they unveiled the banner. Have you, have you guys seen the rings that they're getting this year? Nope. These things, uh, to me, they're phenomenal. But this, uh, you're seeing, is the inside of the ring. Wow. The ice surface is made of actual pearl. Um, Then you have the screw on top that can be used as a pendant. Uh, (laughs) This is like people. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Now, the bigger the ring, the more obnoxious it is. Like I just uh, I think it's cool, but you never unless you're Woody Harrelson from Kingpin, are you like walking into the bar? Like, dun, yeah. dun, 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 like yeah. what are you going to do with that? Like that's going in a safe yep. and you bring it out at parties, you bring it out to show people. But I will say this, that I've committed from it from day one, Bill Foley, like this guy knows how to roll. Like if you even look and he wants to make himself part of the show. Like I remember yes. going to a game there in the pregame ceremony, like it's Bill Foley flying in a helicopter like with army fatigues, he's like, I'm landing at the rink. Like, it's, it's like, I'm like, this guy is like involved in the pregame show. And, you know, in a way it's like amazingly obnoxious. Like they're like, I'm so rich. We've won. Yes. Who cares? Rings for everybody. And can you only imagine if, uh, you know, say like Toronto won? I, I mean, the, the, there'd be an usher from who like ushers people in from the outside that gets a ring. So everybody get a ring. Yeah. <laughs> it, That's funny. I remember when Boston won their cup, I was there and I was walking around and I noticed, okay, the elevator guy that's taking the press holder has got a ring on. I started asking, like, people, anybody that wanted a ring there could have got one that worked in the building. It was crazy. I, 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 Greg Campbell's a good friend of mine. They won it that year. And I swear he told me it was something like there was 560 rings given out, like something oh, obnoxious, yeah. like something crazy. Now there was tears. Yes, so yes, maybe the elevator right. guy got the finest cubic zirconia. You never know, but I doubt <laughs> it. But I, I remember that. Remember the the guy with the mustache, the singer who always like. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, the whatever his what's Rennie Rancourt. Oh, that guy, Boston. Yes. That guy. That guy got a ring. Like, yeah. yes. Well, so, in his mind, like he, he got the fans <laughs> fired up for every game. So I like he truly believes he probably had a lot to do with the fast starts. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, I, 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 a good anthem singer can really help you with that first shift. Yeah. But a bad one, if you have somebody oh. who just butchers it, <laughs> you can't get in the ring. Sucks the life out of the building too. <laughs> you know, no. There was a couple. It's always uh, it was always scary when you came on the ice and the, you you would look down and the red carpet was five times the size of what it needed to be because you just knew a bunch of kids were going to come out and make a meal out uh, of the anthems. I know. <laughs> just, just, we had on. a guy. I my first year in the minors, I played in Capital District Islanders. It was like in Troy, New York. Oh, just yeah. a gritty, gritty setting. So I swear to God, we played an afternoon exhibition game against Adirondack. So we just drove up the highway. Adirondack was very close. And it was just in like a building. There wasn't even barely any fans there. Like if there was 20 fans there, it was like a one o'clock on a Tuesday exhibition game. So we're sitting there for the anthem and our PR guy just hands the mic to this guy. And the guy gets out there and he starts like he's not even like singing the anthem. He just starts like singing and, and like doing all this like motions. And all of a sudden the police bust through the door and they grab him and drag him off the ice. The guy had escaped from like, you know, the hospital and our PR guy had handed him a, a microphone. Oh <laughs> Were the cops on the ice chasing him? He's running no, on the like ice. They, he was like standing, like there was literally like, you know, you open the door and you're just standing there. He was like standing there right off the bench. And I remember like just standing there like, what is going on? And the cops are like yarding this guy and they dragged him off. And afterwards, I'm like, because you, you're just trying to get into the game and not even paying attention. And I was like, what the hell was that? They're like, that wasn't the anthem singer. It was some guy who had escaped from you know, the hospital. And and our they blamed our PR guy because the guy handed him a microphone. I'll never forget it. Jeff, the PR, Jeff Knapp was his name, our uh, PR guy. Just the handed PR, the microphone. Jeff Knapp was probably the PR guy, the trainer, the crew manager. Yes. Bus hey, what driver, year, what year was that, dude? What year was that? Do you remember? 91. I think it was my first year pro. 91 okay. in Adirondack. So you're Beatles. probably a year behind I was me on I was on the other side of the ice. I was playing for Adirondack. <laughs> I didn't I was, that <laughs> you see Jeff Knapp getting choked out by some guy. Like it just nonsense. And you don't remember this noodles or uh, Yorkie? 90 is it? No, I'm trying to remember my first. I was 91, 92. So I think I was, maybe I wasn't playing that game, but man, that's Might not funny. have played. It was literally that's a so one o'clock on a Tuesday oh, in like middle so of good. October. Crazy. Um, last thing about the ring, by the way, the, the top that comes off, if you wear it as a pendant, they have a replacement top for you to put on. Uh, it's a little less flashy, but you can still wear the ring and the pendant. Nice. Um, if you want to order one, there are different levels that you can order. Fan ones it starts at 10. Oh, there's one at 10,000, one at 7,000, and one at uh, 900. So you can order your own Stanley Cup ring from the Vegas Golden Knights. Would nice. anybody I'll take would the anybody... 900? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like if you're spending 10 grand on a ring that you just want anyway, good for you. Nope. Um, I by the way, I petitioned to have Lyndon Slewage sling the, sing the anthem for uh, Ottawa on Saturday. I think he should be the one to sing the anthem coming in. Uh, Bobby, you would have had Lyndon Slewage, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Sing, yeah right? he was phenomenal when he when we did have him. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah. him to come back and do it. I agree. Uh, all right, I'd love to see that. I'll move on, Noodles, and that is to the Ottawa Senators. Do we, I'm going to start with goaltending since uh, that's your main work, and that's do you like the tandem? Of all the tandems in the Atlantic Division, 
Where do you put the Ottawa Senators? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Jeez. Uh, Let's see. I mean... God, that Tampa one, you might as well just take right off the list there. <laughs> I tried to tell you. They're both no, making seven seventy-five. I know, but but Jerry Johansson there, or whatever his name is, Jonas Johansson. <laughs> the other guy, Thompson Tompkins, uh, you know, he's he, and he's he was in Russia, more of an EC, he's an ECHL guy. You know, he's yep. he, I've never bad. played an NHL game. So Montreal is not so let me go. We'll go Boston because they won and they yep. deserve it. Like all Mark and Swayman were awesome last year. Um, this Levi kid in Buffalo is going to be special, but he reminds me of a young Mark Andre Fleury. And if you remember Fleury at the end of the beginning of his career, he's really active. So there was yeah. a lot of holes. And so he's going to, I think he might have a few bumps, but so I'm going to, Ottawa's ahead of them. So I'm going to go Boston, Ottawa, Florida, Toronto. Um, I like Ville Husso, so I'll go there. Then I'll go Buffalo. Then I go Montreal. Then I go Tampa, just based on. Now, if Vasilevsky comes back, we're talking a different story. So that's, sure. you know, give me two year, two months from now, I'll come back on. We'll redo this. But yeah. uh, I, I, I think Ottawa's right there. Like, I, I'm a huge right. Corpusalo guy. I think Forsberg's underrated if he's healthy. So those two, and they... It seems like it's a healthy competition too. I don't think these guys are, you know, going to be sitting there on the bench wishing the other guy gets lit up. Like I think they're going to support mm. each other and push each other, and I think that's good for the Senators. So um, I really, really like um, that tandem. I thought it was a great move by Pierre. Um, you know, go and get a guy who, you know, and Corpusello to commit to it. Yes, it's money, but you know, you got to move to a Canadian market. You're going to be, you're going to be in the fishbowl. There's big expectations. Like these two have to be good the first two months or else like that's the last four years, they missed the playoffs. They, they couldn't get a save. And, yeah. you know, Bobby, you saw firsthand, like, you know, God, like these guys and Matt Murray, 
you know, nice guy, all of that. You knew there was going to be some bumps. He was no good. Even last year, Forsberg, it wasn't his fault, but he had to play all the games because Talbot got hurt for the first five weeks. So they didn't have that like yin and yang that they didn't have that like push on each other. It was just like, okay, you go play because we don't trust the kids. And now that, you know, at, by the end of the year, they had seven goalies, you know, yeah. including Dylan Ferguson, like, you know, and Marilina. So and Josh Norris is there. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I, I don't know. We all know people behind the scenes and can talk to people, but like, I don't know what the hell is going on there. Like I don't, I, and I haven't, I was around the team last week. I didn't even dare ask like, close not close you hear some stuff get released you're like all right like is this a hard line like what are we dealing with here like are they five million apart like it seems like they're not that far apart so i kept thinking to myself okay is this a player is norris gonna go on ltir sign pinto and then norris comes off like is it some sort of cap gymnastics and then it doesn't seem like that it just seems like they're they're not they haven't agreed on something. They, they need Pinto in the lineup. They need him. Like it's just, and, and Norris, I feel bad because like that kid's a player. And now all of a sudden, like I, you've had two injuries and he might be gun shy too, just to come back. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, am I going to put myself in a situation, a loose puck battle? Am I going to win a draw in the defensive zone? Cause that's, isn't that the last time you popped a shoulder up was yeah. like winning a draw. Like, so I could see them, being very slow with him. And I can actually see the player probably being apprehensive as well, just to be, you know, in the mix. It's almost like you've got to build some confidence to get back into that game, but man, oh man, like you, that's a huge drop off going from Tim to Ridley Gregg, who I like, but you know, Ridley should probably be an up and downer this year, you know? Yeah. Agreed. So that's the concern of, but you see Bobby and you can tell me too. I know, you know, Josh very well, but, is there if what's the mental part? The block. I, I understand you don't want to get hurt again, but you need to be on the ice at some point. At some point, you're going to have to test this. Am I to think that he's trying to not take to the ice? See, I don't no, know. I no. And I think we had this discussion yesterday. I think everybody yes. else is trying to put him in a position where he's the one that's gun shy, and I don't see that at all. I've known Josh. I know that he's probably chomping at the bit. I, I know that he's yeah. in part of the conversations with coaches, staff the doctor that comes in from the outside to make the decision. Like the, it's a big group discussion um, that happens in three different groups. So you, you, you actually never get in front of everybody in a room together. When these things happen, as you guys that have played, know, you kind of get some secondhand information. You say how you feel. And my guess is Josh is not the one that's saying, I can't go. I'm gun shy. Yeah. My guess is that Josh is losing his mind right now, knowing that something's wrong and it's not feeling the way he's supposed to be feeling. Um, but I don't like that. We're like you said, just, I don't like that. We're making yeah. this a mental thing on Josh. Cause it's not a fair yeah. assessment. Well, I, I, I love the guy too. Like that. Mm -hmm. The scary part is I think he's a star. I think he's just scratched the surface on what he's capable yeah. of. Mm -hmm. And you know, I just, in the back of my mind, I want him to be a hundred percent healthy before he, he plays because all I can think of is like, Who's the defenseman in Edmonton? He was their number one there. Clefbaum. Clefbaum, yeah. Yeah. Edmonton just lost Clefbaum. Like that, he was their number one defenseman. They lost him to a shoulder injury and he never came back. And yeah. it's unfair. I don't know the anything, the structural part of it. 
All I can think of is I want that kid, Josh Norris, who I love, to be a healthy before he comes back. Instead of like this isn't something where you can be like a ninety-five percent grind through. It's you know concussions and structural stuff where really on critical, critical uh, muscles and situations for players like his shoulder. Like he's got to be able to give hits, absorb hits, be strong enough for loose puck battles. But it is it sucks because. He's such a good player. Could you just imagine Stutzla, Norris, Pinto? Perfect. Like that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And and when Pinto gets good enough, which he already is, but now you start pushing maybe Norris to the wing just because he's got a good one-timer and, and pushing Pinto up if you want to, like, load up a line. Like, yeah, either yeah. that you've got that type of yeah. versatility. But, man, <clears> like, it, to start the season – you know, without both of them. And I don't, you guys can speak to this more than I can. Missing training camp. I don't know if you ever did. Like, mm-hmm. don't you feel like you're jumping on a moving train? I always feel mm-hmm. like guys who miss training camp, they, it takes them a bit or they get injured because they're, you know, their muscles are, you go from zero to 60 really quick. Like I just, I want him to sign. I want him to be in the lineup as soon as possible, but I also want him to be able to, to be able to step right in, not just jump on a moving train and look look ill timed. Yeah. yeah. You ever miss do you ever miss all of camp, Bob? You ever missed camp? Not all of it, but I've missed most of preseason once. I think I missed yeah. uh, some of the early days of camp in Ottawa at one point, not contractually related, but injury related. So um no, but I do I couldn't agree with noodles more. Um yeah. yeah. And you know what? They gotta Things are gonna get leafy real fast, as 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 he said. If you don't if you don't get one or not one one at least in Pinto, but these guys got to be in the lineup. In that yeah. division, put, you have to be strong down the middle. But put it this way: if 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 Josh hurts his shoulder a third time, and that's that's the thing here, like that that's gonna be catastrophic for the player. So I I get it, I totally yeah. get it. But um, something you're right, Neil. Something's got to be something's got to be up here, obviously. Well, I just want, you know, the, the Pinto thing's money. So you got to sort that out. But, you know, with, with Josh, it's structural. It's making sure he's fine, making sure he's comfortable, making sure the doctors are comfortable with signing off on that. Keep in mind, and I'm going to go to the business side of this. This is Josh's livelihood. This is his life. And you get some doctor that wants to go, hey, you know what? You're 90% go type of thing. Like, that can come back and and yeah. bite the doctor in the ass, bite the organization in the ass. They have to protect the player. That is their job. And how many times have we seen this? Now, Yorkie, you and I are older than Bobby, but like in our day, a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times the doctor worked with the team. Oh. Nowadays, nowadays the doctor's got to work for himself yeah. and work for yeah. the team, but also work for the player. So yeah, this yeah. is this is something that has to be factored in too. Is the doctor wants to do what's best for Josh Norris, not yeah. what's best for the Ottawa Senators, you know, and you can work hand in hand, but ultimately what's best for Josh Norris is what's best for the Ottawa Senators. Because if Norris is healthy and comfortable, then he can play and he'll be a rock star for them. But the doctor's got to, you know, not sign off on, until he's hundred percent comfortable in Josh's health too. <laughs> noodles <So. laughs> you're making me laugh thinking about when we used to play i remember going in this is an anaheim bob uh my shoulder I, shoulder injury i couldn't even lift my arm up and i go in before a game and the coach is like how's the shoulder I'm like 
I uh, can't really lift my arm up. Uh, got no strength. And he's like, uh, can you play? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> again, again, I can't lift my arm up. Uh, yeah. So probably not. Looks at the trainer. Do you think you can get him ready? The trainer looks at me, looks at me. What do you think? All right, give it a try. Here we go. Yeah. 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 A little like different now. It is. And it should be. I mean, it's, you know. Yes. Through, like, I'll, I'll, I, I'm joking, but like 1991, my first year pro, I got called up that year. So I ended up getting called up. Our trainer was a guy named Eddie Tybersky. Unbelievable guy, Eddie. Uh, he's passed since, but um, no joke. You'd go into the trainer's room. He'd be smoking and working on guys. And there's a pizza there. <laughs> Put his dart down to be like rubbing a guy and then dart back. Like it just, the game changed, right? Like it just, you know, like it, it just was, that was the National Hockey League, but it's like, okay, Eddie, you know, like, what do you think, Tiber? Like, well, you hurt, are you injured? Like that type of stuff. It's it's different nowadays where guys are such fine-tuned athletes. It's big money business, even though the money was good back then. It, it was nothing compared to today if you weren't a top-tier player. So I, I don't blame 1991, 1995. That's all they knew. When I played yes. junior in 1988, our bus driver was the trainer, was all of that. Like they did their best, but yep. you know, if they had an athletic therapist certification, that was one of the lucky teams. You know, I played in Spokane. Our trainer lived at the rink. Like he legit he lived at the rink. Like it just oh, so through education, what I mean is things have changed. So it's not like you know, I'm not blaming that. That's all they knew. That's what it was like. Yeah. But things have changed for the positive, for the good. The more you learn about concussions, the more you learn about, you know, uh, separating the player and the organization and everything. And so that's what it, it, you come down to it. Josh is getting the best doctors, yeah. the best care. And yes. they decide he's ready. That's when he's going to play. Yeah, the, the Sens, we all know this. The Sens staff is very good. The doctors are very awesome. good. This is yeah. like, it's it's fun to tell the old school story. It just makes me think, Bob, you would have loved the 90s. You played in the there. wrong era. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't be as, he wouldn't I, be as wealthy. That's fine. <laughs> but nobody would have frowned on me for having to chew in the hot tub four minutes before warm-ups. You could have went a minute ago. <laughs> you gonna go activate anything? I'm like, well, my feet are in the tub. <laughs> the, yeah. Did you guys play with guys who smoked? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like but Wally. Um, well, to, to Noodles' story, my first, and you mentioned you played in Capital District. When I was in Adirondack, our athletic therapist was a was a gym teacher. That was his accreditation. So if yeah. you went in for an injury, first of all, he was asleep on the desk in the morning. <laughs> And then he would just ah, put some ice on it. If if you had any injury, it was ice. There was yeah. nothing else. And we and like there was guys down there, like Keith Primo was down there, Mike Sillinger. Like we had big time prospects, Marty Lapointe, and just a, a totally different era. Bob, you would have loved it. You would have loved it, man. Yeah, I played Throw with some lots ice on of, it. Lots of guys who smoked like, like regularly, like either during the game, they chew, but then after the game, like darting, like, you know, one guy on the bus, like blowing it out the window type of thing. You're like, you can't wait to get to the airport. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It just, but that was again, different era. Like, yeah. like it just, uh, and, and a lot of those players were like top tier guys, right? Like it wasn't, 
you know, it wasn't a fourth liner. These were like some top tier players that, that regularly darted, not when they had beers and stuff. They, it was like, you know, I, I we, we need this team meeting. So to get done so I can get outside and have a dart type of thing. So I think, yeah. Uh, Landy McDonald's the, I think not Landy McDonald. Gila Fleur is the famous, I think the Gila most famous Fleur, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, Noodles, I don't want to keep you long, but I, you're such a good storyteller. I might as well just start with, since it's opening night, Like, do you have many opening night stories that stick out for you? And I do want to ask about Japan. At some point. I don't know if I've ever talked to you about playing in Japan. Okay. Uh, the opening night story, uh, I just remember Tommy Salo and I one time, uh, We, you know, you come out, they introduce you or whatever, and I... I, I think I was starting that night. So I got the start and I come out and all I could think about is don't fall, like don't fall. So I get out and I like do the speed wobble, like get out to the blue line and that Tommy takes one step on and blows, does a header and he lays there and he's looking at me and I'm just like, Oh my God. Like <laughs> it just, that's all I could think about is opening night. Like obviously you're excited for the crowd. You're excited for a lot of things that happen. But it's all the semantics before. Like I hate, I always hated the distractions of all the nonsense before the game. The anthem, go, go drop the puck. Like every, everything, the anthem and everything is for everybody else. And I know respect and I'm not trying to disrespect it. But I just, when I was playing, I couldn't care less about anything other than puck drop. Like I had so much anxiety leading up to the game. Yeah. I just needed the puck to drop to see how I was going to play that night. So I just, everything else was window dressing for me. So opening night with the Islanders one night, Tommy, I think did a header and I was able mm -hmm. to skate through it. But uh, um, <laughs> yeah. And Japan quickly, uh, Japan was awesome. I went to Russia uh, my last year. I, I, you guys know my last shift in the NHL was the, the incident with Johan Franzen and I got suspended. Gordon Miller brings that. it up once a game. Yeah. Once a game, we brings yeah. it up. So, um, but yeah, so I, I, that summer, a few teams had offered me deals, but they were either two-way or I still owed the league four games and I wasn't, you know, and some money. I wasn't going to give it to them. So um, <laughs> I, I signed in Russia. I went there for two months, and that is a whole other podcast show that I will talk about because um, Russia was just a disaster, but a funny disaster. Um, yeah. And then I was going to retire. I left Russia. They hated me. I didn't care for them. And I was going to retire – and my buddy who had played in Japan for 16 years, I grew up with him. Um, he had Japanese descent and he had gotten his, his passport over there. And he said, he called me and he said, why don't you come and retire with me? Like, uh, it's my last year. We'll, we'll play together. So I went over there and it, I don't know if you remember this movie called Mr. Baseball years ago with Tom Selleck. He went to yep. Japan. And so it's basically that you go and you work for a team. So I signed with the Nippon Paper Cranes. It's the biggest paper mill in the world and the guys in the summer work at the mill and in the winter they play for the hockey team no and so i get over there and it was unbelievable the culture was amazing you want to talk about smoking like name me a teammate that didn't smoke on that team um so you get there and it just it was the equivalent of the east coast league so there's two good lines and then it was a real drop off you had to have some some locals on the team and stuff. And we had like a 15 year old kid on the team that they were developing, but the hockey was amazing. The one thing that was really unique was before the game, everyone had to line up and bow. 
and so you ah. bow to the crowd. <laughs> I like it. And then, and then after, so the shine, uh, sign of respect for everybody. And then after the game, you did a lap and you thanked everybody for, regardless, you lose nine one and you're still thanking people for showing up and that, which I thought was kind of unique. But um, the culture was amazing. Like, and my, I, you know, who else I brought was Tyson Nash. So Tyson Nash and I went over and oh boy. man, we were in the karaoke, karaoke every night. We were just killing it. <laughs> Imagine like two English speaking guys in karaoke singing like the Beatles. Like we just tear the house down. It was awesome. So uh, <laughs> I, I love Japan. I loved it. Wow. It was such a great, and think about it. There was uh, four teams in Japan, two in Korea and one in China. So where, where else are you going to ever you know, visit these countries. I got paid to go and, and see these amazing countries. And Korea was really cool. Japan was, or so China was like unique. Like I'd never been to China, Beijing. And uh, that team was last place. So they said, don't even, you don't need to dress. So I sat there in the stands after going and shopping all day. I bought 12, 10 pairs of like true religion jeans for like 12 bucks. <laughs> there's a place called the silk market there you could just buy anything for any and i just remember the one thing we lost that game that i didn't play so they were mad so they made me play the next game and i remember looking back and the gold judge was smoking he had an ashtray on the uh on the boards <laughs> oh, <laughs> i love this smoke up, so. <laughs> so is, yeah. is that in the book is your japan days in the book too no, I don't think so. No, I didn't. Uh, I kind of, no, I, I, and my, even my Russian stories, I tapered them back. I even changed my book a lot because I had a whole big thing on Russia. And then the, uh, the flight. Um, oh, the, yes. The uh, Ufa. Blanca. No, not Ufa. It, it wasn't Locomotive. Ufa. Locomotive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Pavel Dimitro, who's a dear friend of mine. And it, crazy story. Brad McCrimmon, who was uh, the coach of the team and passed there the night before that, the plane crash, he sent a message through our mutual friend, Rob Cook. So you guys know Cookie. Do you know yeah. Cookie? Yep. Yep. So yep. Cookie yep. And, and Beast were really close. So Cookie called me and he said, hey, I talked to Beast and he said, every story you told me about Russia, told him was about Russia was true. Like the money was good. But I, I, I told him, like I said, the planes were really scary. The next day I woke up and the plane, a plane had crashed and it was the locomotive. It was awful. But so I pulled a lot of stories out of that book because I didn't feel like it was right to be making fun of that situation or having fun with it when right. I had lost, lost six teammates and friends on that flight. So, but it was, um, man, oh man, like Russia was a different, that's a different podcast. I could tell you a yes. hundred stories. Well, yeah. and, uh, former Ottawa Senator Carl Rakunik on that plane as well. Um, yes, yep. But I did a world junior in Ufa, Russia, which is six hours east of Moscow, like middle of nowhere, yeah. basically. Anyway, when we got on the plane to leave, there was so much luggage. They were storing it in the bathroom. Again, like, it, it was just jammed everywhere. It was in the aisles. It was, it just, I could, there's just, there's the no rules measures yet. aren't quite the same. The safety There's is no, rules. No, no rules. It's the wild west. That's what I call it. The wild and, west. And yeah. and money, money can buy you anything there. Insane. Yes. Yeah. Insane. It's yeah, it's very good. Anyway, noodles. Uh, by the way, uh, Jamie has a book out written by uh, our good friend, co-authored with by Ian Mendez, Best Seat in the House. Uh, it's got great stories, as if you can't already tell. Every time he comes on, always a good story. So noodles, we appreciate it. We'll book you in for a Russian podcast. Yes. Day. 
<laughs> Sounds good. Whenever you Take guys care. want. Good luck this season. Thanks, guys. Hey, buddy. We'll see you soon. Take Thanks, care. See you, Noodles. Uh, Jay McLennan. You said uh, it's the best seat in the house is the name of the book? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's good read. Good. I don't know right. if you guys have the same thing. It's an Amazon deal day down here, so I'm already popping on. And it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's seventeen dollars. I looked yeah, so let's try to knock that down to twelve, and we'll. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you can afford it. Um, <laughs> uh, so, before we go, uh, quickly. Anyway, thank you to Jamie. He does a great job of calling the sense game. So we'll see how this all plays out in the East. Um, I want to get to today's game, which includes. Uh, this uh, Crosby against Bernard. Uh, first, though, the Sens may go into tomorrow, and they may go in with 19, four, uh, 19 skaters. Uh, so until – and I, I know they can change their roster up until uh, noon tomorrow, I think. Zach McEwen, I don't know if he's injured or not. Of course, he got injured in the final preseason game, didn't skate, and then he hasn't skated since. He will find out, I guess, today if he's going to be available. But if he's not available and they don't put Norris on LTIR, they can't call anybody up. They have 62 grand to play with. So Schmeckle can't be called up. This will be interesting to see how this plays out. So you're thinking they might go a man short. Well, or they have to play somebody on, on injured, like LTIR. You, you don't have any money. So can they put, can they put McEwen on LTR? Yeah. And then they, but you're going to lose them. And that's a possibility, right? I don't know how yeah, bad if, the injury is, but if, but if you hurt, put them on hurt. LTIR, you can call up somebody. Sure. Yeah. That's probably that's I think, what happens. I think it's but, enough money. Yeah. Cause he looked, he looked like he was not hurt. He looked injured when he left that game. So, so I, I would yeah, probably, I would agree if with I was, that. if I yeah. was to bet, I would say that's, they do that and then they bring Schmeckel back up. I, I agree. I just, they haven't officially announced that's what's happening. And so, it's interesting to see because they're going to lose them, right? You lose them for 10 games or 24 and 24 days. And so, but I, but I think they've had the luxury of doing that based on how guys performed in camp. It just gives you some time, right? I'm not arguing your decision. I'm just saying if they don't make that decision, yeah, it's going to be, then it's going to be interesting. Then you're, then you're, when then what's the option you're playing, you're playing one short, right? Yep. Do you know how that all came? Uh, I believe it was Calgary back in 2015. It might be off of my year. They had to have 15 skaters because of cap yeah. issues. But, and so they had to change the rules that would allow them to be able to have emergency call-ups. This is kind of what happens, though. Yeah, like, I, I always expect some kind of injury coming out of camp. It's, it's, it's rare when you don't have one. So I, I would, if I had to put a little cash down, I'd say that's what's going to happen. He goes on, gives you some time. You do that. We'll see how... Well, uh, I think practice starts at uh, 10 yeah, o'clock. We'll, yeah, we'll know soon enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah very quickly uh, here. So we'll find out. By the way, those who don't know, we have a show tomorrow just before puck drop or an hour before puck drop. So 6 to 7 p.m. Uh, we will be live and on the air. Uh, quickly, before we get to uh, Botano Lock of the Day, our show is always proudly presented by our good friends at Botano. Uh, go to Botano, download the app. Uh, live betting, bet builder, all that stuff, including getting your picks in for a Stanley Cup champion, which will be the Dallas Stars. Uh, and, of course, bet against the Leafs if you can. And then you can pick Hart, Trophy, all that stuff. Uh, go to Botano, where the game starts now. Also, by BEI, Bonisher Excavating, a heavy civil general contractor, all your aggregate needs, uh, equipment rentals, and more. They are in the Ottawa Valley. Uh, Bonisher Excavating, 613-432-1120, BonisherExcavating.com, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. All right, boys, 
So it's game one. So I'm bringing back lock of the day. I know it's not a Sens game, but this is a big game. It's got Crosby against the new guy, Connor Bedard. Um, I know you may be shocked to know that the Penguins are favored in this one, but I'm more interested in the, does Connor Bedard get a point? Does Eric Carlson get a point? Um, what do you guys think on this one? Bob, let's start with you. Also, your good friend is in this one, Tyler Johnson. So do you have to pick Chicago? No, no. I, <laughs> he knows that. Um, okay, so what? So what's my, what is the major lock of the day? Am I picking a team or do you want me to? I would I'm, say pick pick either you think Carlson will get a point or Bedard gets a point or does he get a goal? Crosby, does he score? Um, my lock of the day. Yep. Uh, my lock of the day is that Bedard gets on the board. He gets a point. Fair enough. Point uh, in his debut, no problem. So right. that's a minus 133, so you'd better off to uh, to pick the no. But, um... Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Oh, yes. I also took Toronto in the finals. So Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> that's right. So uh, Bedard with the point, says Bobby Ryan. Okay. Yorkie? So I can, what are my options here? You can take the Bedard thing. You can take a win, take a loss. Carlson point. I, I, Carlson Crosby point. I, I, I think that Bedard, that Bedard bet's pretty safe. You know, there's going to be a gazillion power plays early on in the season because the refs are, man, it'll be a, it'll be a parade to the penalty box. He's getting a point for sure. I would say for sure. Uh, I like Pittsburgh at home. I, I would say Pittsburgh wins this game. Like at home, new like if they lose it, oh boy! <laughs> first, right. first game at home to Chicago, a team that's uh, uh, predicted to be one of the worst teams in the league. Not that's according to Bobby, a- but I will say uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh uh, against so Chicago's last eleven visits to Pittsburgh, they're eight four and three. Uh, sorry, uh, Pittsburgh's eight four and three. Wow! And uh, in Pittsburgh's last ten. Home open season openers that have been at home seven two and one. There's something mm. to be said. There's something to be said. I always loved on the road when you went into a really nice building that had a good setup, good visiting room, easy little walk to the rink there in Pittsburgh. I always loved going there, even to that old shitty rink they had, the old uh, the old melon. igloo, the melon. Oh, yeah, yes. the me- melon. But melon. That, that setup now is sweet. Like, uh, oh I, yeah, that's a great building. Um, I still think Pittsburgh wins, even with that record. I don't yeah. see them losing. I'd, I'd give Pittsburgh a lock there. They pumped, I think, $30 million into it this summer to uh, wow. expand it, add more. Another restaurant down by the locker room. Yeah. Uh, redid the Lemieux thing. New clock. Yeah, they've done a lot of work there. Yeah, yeah for people it's that beautiful. haven't been there, that that was, what was it Lounge 66, they call it, down below the, yeah. in the in the court. It is like a basically a shrine to Mary Lemieux, and you can go down there, have dinner. Look, it's a VIP lounge, right, for people that have a certain kind of ticket? Yes, Anyways, and Detroit's. Detroit's uh, restaurant that's right by the locker room as you walk out, Bob, that whole yeah. area is amazing. Yeah. It's I, just I, a great way. We, that's where, you know what, they had it closed, obviously, for most of the year. Well, no, I'm sorry. They shut down half for COVID testing because we had to test every day. Um, oh. But when during the games, they would open it up, and it was a different kind of setup now um, than it would have been in a normal year. But I always found it interesting that you had to walk past a lot of fans to kind of yeah. go on the ice, even though there's a separation in the glass. Mm-hmm. Um, I always found that interesting, but I've heard the yep. f- the guys always said the food in there is incredible. 
so i was yeah kind of kind of i'm like just looking at like a normal year here so i can just go bury these pizzas after the game <laughs> they they had a, they, by the way best media meal might be in detroit as well that's really is it? yeah yeah it's one of the best yeah. of course it's I'm, always stocked with little caesar's pizza obviously but they have the sunday machine where you make your own sundays of course mm. all the guys are over there the salad bar never gets touched um and then they have the carver with the ham or whatever yeah it's, it's oh they do a good job yeah yeah it's yeah. really good um i yeah i would say put the money on a pittsburgh win but i will not uh dock you for this game we'll just clear the slate and begin tomorrow for the lock of the day for the season okay perfect i like it all right boys uh see you tomorrow 6 p.m thanks everybody for stopping by and watching coming in hot presented by botano see ya Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.